Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the first quarter 2020 small cap value recap call. In the first quarter of 2020, Von Nelson small cap value returned negative 29.49% gross and negative 29.7% net. And that's compared to the Russell 2000 value at negative 35.66%. And with me today is CEO, CIO, and Lead Senior Portfolio Manager, Chris Wallace. With that, Chris, we'll turn things over to you. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, tough quarter all around, clearly. Uh, most of the sell-off was in the uh, month of March. Um, we kind of went into the quarter with the thought that we were going to continue our liquidity recession, and as such, we're a little bit more defensively positioned than the benchmark, which did add some downside protection. At the same time as, you know, the virus began to spread around the world. We kind of put together our shopping list, expecting a, a fairly large pullback that would give us an opportunity to buy companies through the quarter that would, in fact, kind of upgrade the portfolio, prepare us for the ultimate recovery, uh, but really kind of get that, that once in a, in a very infrequent time period shot at, at some really high-quality companies, some with actually net cash balance sheets. When you look at both price movements as well as some of the repositioning in the portfolio, you saw big declines in financial weightings. Uh, that's where we exited some banks and really did most of that on the sharp rally at the very end of the quarter. But we also were selling out of some of our repositions to use those funds to redeploy in much more attractive areas given the sell-off in other sectors. Um, you also saw a fairly large decline in the consumer discretionary sector. Uh, again, uh, some of that's price action. Uh, the rest of it really was just uh, redeploying, harvesting some uh, proceeds to redeploy elsewhere. You saw fairly large increases, and the biggest one in information technology. Second to that was industrials. And then third was actually in real estate, but it's, it's more real estate brokerage services uh, more so than what uh, you would consider real estate being REITs. Um, as far as the outperformance, it was really driven by stock selection, and we had positive stock selection in every sector except energy, utilities, commercial services, which for us is the broadcasters and consumer staples. You know, outside of energy, Really, the, the weaker areas in the portfolio were companies that had leverage. Uh, and in those situations, we'd already built recessionary scenarios for all of our companies to kind of stress those balances. So we're comfortable holding those through the downturn and then on the other side. And let me speak a little bit about kind of what we're expecting and what we want to do from here. Uh, we certainly think that this will not be a V-shaped recovery. Um, there's just been too much economic damage, and it's difficult to restart an economy. And while we've seen fiscal and monetary policy equal to 40% of GDP be announced in past, it's going to be quite cumbersome to implement the fiscal policy. When you really get into the weeds of the PPP program, it's really not suitable for a whole host of small businesses um, and many businesses and many challenged industries are going to use this, what I'm going to start to call a depression, not a recession, as an opportunity to finally clean house, renegotiate contracts, permanently close stores and get out of leases, 
Um, ultimately, I think the more stressed areas of the universe in the small cap space are going to exit this situation with equity issuance, either to consolidate industries or to heal balance sheets. And just kind of one stat to throw out. So 36% of the Russell 2000 had negative earnings pre-tax before we had the impact of the virus. So you can imagine that will probably cross the 50% threshold. Many of those companies have only been able to survive because of the, the, the broad availability of liquidity and the broad availability of that liquidity at attractive rates. I mean, going forward, this pandemic really just kind of accelerates our liquidity crisis and bringing it to a head. So we'll finish repricing assets. All the programs announced by the Fed to date are really designed to keep the markets functioning. They're not designed to prevent or change price discovery. So we will continue the price discovery process, which means uh, revaluating, re revaluing assets as well as uh, you know, witnessing and, and dealing with defaults in the credit market. So that's well underway as well. On a go-forward basis, I do think we're going to start to have a slow recovery. Uh, you know, a lot of the sell-off is behind us. The areas that the Fed's kind of backstopped are certainly showing the greatest strength. But, you know, post the first quarter, we've seen money flow into high-yield credit. Uh, that's not unlike what we saw after Bear Stearns. Once Bear Stearns filed, there was announcements made that there was going to be policy support. Aggressive traders and allocators immediately went into the most uh, beaten up parts of the market. Uh, ultimately, it showed that they didn't have enough liquidity to offset the stress on the other side. And so things deteriorated further, and we ended up kind of with our Lehman AIG moment. So that's kind of where we are right now in the liquidity slash credit markets, which is there's still tremendous stress in the short end and in the cash markets, and that really leads everything else. We're seeing flows come back into not just investment grade, but high yield. But the next two months are going to be significant because if that incremental money that's coming in isn't in fact uh, whole in a couple of months, meaning they're not flat to higher, it'll stop coming in. And if the stress is still in the economy, then certainly you're going to see uh, lower lows in a lot of assets and, and further deterioration in credit. Um, when, I, you know, when we think about what we want to do with the portfolio next, you know, what I would want to highlight is it's, it's clearly too late to quote, get defensive. The goal is to not own encumbered assets. And so, don't own industries that are going to be permanently challenged. Uh, don't own balance sheets that can't survive a long, drawn-out recovery. But don't think you can go, you know, hide out in quote high-quality consumer staples or high-quality utilities uh, because the opportunities just aren't there. They're fairly valued, um, and so there's not the upside. It's time to start looking for places to slowly build positions in so that you can get those kind of, you know, honestly, once-in-a-generation returns on the other side of this. So that's where we're beginning to look. You know, we, we've got the portfolio that we want to own through this. So now it's how do we upgrade kind of the, the risk-reward on the other side. And oddly enough, that may come from some of the more beaten-up sectors. Well, great, Chris. Thank you very much for the recap. Um, you know, tough quarter all around for everybody, but really outstanding job on a relative basis. 
And uh, good luck in the second quarter. Hopefully things start to turn around for everybody. You bet. Thanks, Tim. Eagles involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson and, or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.